everything pretty. Unless you're talking about the bridge and seaport. Even from the seats in the upper decks, you can see the seashore. Tailgate function with the carny aside. Just walk from the tribal building for the Padres. I'm on it. Yeah, because for the 619, we'll knock you down. Anything for the brown, put it on the town. Started back rocking the brown. Rockin the brown. Ever since we've been knocking them down. Knockin them down. Baby says she want to go to the game. Go to the game. Taught her how to say Padre gang. What's up, everybody? Welcome to episode 302 of the Talking Friars podcast and YouTube show. I am your host, Ben Fadden, here December 13th, 2022. Welcome on in. We got a lot to discuss tonight. Padres were a finalist for Chris Bassett. Someone on MLB Network opened up the possibility of Max Fried being traded this morning. Uh, more starting pitchers are flying off the market. And we can discuss where this Padres bullpen is at right now. So there's a lot to talk about. Uh, I wanted to start with the Jim Callis thing. So Jim Callis, I've had him on the show a couple times before, actually. And he was on MLB Network's morning show this morning called Hot Stove with Baskersian and Harold Reynolds and Lauren Chahadi. Um And he snuck in there at the end of his interview. He said... Don't be shocked if we see Freed traded this winter. That Max Freed, the Atlanta Braves ace, Max Freed. Yeah, him. I'm going to look this up real quick because I want to find the audio so you believe me. But, like, this would be huge, obviously, for baseball. Uh, Max Freed. It doesn't make sense to me. As I try to find this clip here, it doesn't make sense why the Braves would do this, but here was uh, Jim Callis. Jim, thanks. Can I give you one quick tidbit? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The rumor I'm hearing, I don't know if that's going to be imminent. You know, with the Braves payroll climbing, climbing, you know, good as if they'll sign Murphy on extension. I'm hearing some Max Free rumors on the block. They may not be able to sign him long term. Don't be shocked if we see a Max Free trade this offseason. Ooh, I love that you put that out there. Oh, you snuck that in here late. That is a hot take. Hot, hot, hot <laughs> Jim Callis and something that we can Wow. Don't be shocked if Max Freed is traded this winter. And this is from Jim Callis. He's not like an MLB Network insider. He's not like a John Heyman or someone like that. But... He does talk to a lot of scouts and a lot of evaluators, and I'm sure he talks to some people in front offices. Um, so I think he is credible. Now, Buster only, he tweeted earlier today the contrary to that because I think he saw that Jim Callis thing and so only shut it down. I don't know if you believe Buster, but he shut it down saying that the Atlanta Braves are trying to win in the immediate future. To that end, they aren't entertaining a trade of their ace, Max Free. So I guess believe who you want to believe, but could the Padres trade for Max Freed? I think they would be one of the teams that could trade for him. Uh, I think they are one of them if he, if Freed is made available, but I, I don't see the Braves trading Max Freed. I don't think it makes sense for them to trade their best starting pitcher, one of the best starting pitchers in baseball, when, when he still has two more years of control, they're trying to win right now, obviously. They just brought in Sean Murphy from the Oakland A's. I feel bad for A's fans. Man, they're going through it you know, with all the trades that they have made, and it looks like they're not going to stay in Oakland, but that's another thing. So they're trying to win right now. Two more years of control of one of the best pitchers in baseball. He has 58 starts in the regular season in the last two years, 31 year, 28 the other. And then in 2019 the last full season before 2021, he made, I think, like 30 starts. So he stays healthy as well. This isn't a DeGrom thing, right? So he stays healthy, one of the best pitchers in baseball. Why would you trade that when you're trying to win right now? Like, So I, I just don't see that happening. Now, what would the Padres offer in a, in a potential trade for Max Freed? Dylan Lesko, maybe, Ha-Sung Kim, because let's say the Braves let Dansby walk. Like, if, if they want to be under the luxury tax or something, then they wouldn't bring Dansby Swanson back. So, Hassan Kim, a shortstop, trade him to Atlanta. Maybe they don't want Von Grissom at shortstop yet. 
have Kim for another uh, for a couple years. Add in like Dylan Lesko, top pitching prospect for the Padres. And maybe that's a start of a deal. I don't think that gets a deal done because Kim's not like this great hitter. He's good, but he's really good defensively. And Lesko would not be contributing to the major league team right now. So they would probably have to put someone who's at least closer to the big leagues in that package. Uh, but again, I don't see this trade happening. If you look on MLB or the, not MLB, but the baseball trade simulator, the baseballtradevalues.com site, and you plug in Max Free to the Padres, Kim and Lesko to the Braves, like it's clear that that would just be the start of it, right? Total value of Lesko and Kim is 33.40. Total value of Freed alone is 57.40. Um, so they're, they're, they'd still be far off according to that simulator. Now, obviously, it's not simulators that are doing these trades, but I would think the Braves would want a big league starter back or someone that's at least close to it, someone that can be a big league starter uh, and not someone that just came off Tommy John surgery as like the, uh, he might still be like the big pitcher, Lesko, because he's so talented, but they need someone who's closer to the big leagues, I would think. Uh, again, Max Freed, I don't think he's being made available, uh, but it was an interesting thing that Jim Callis threw out there this morning. Don't be shocked if we see Freed traded this winter. Um, again, Buster only saying Atlanta, not entertaining a trade. Could the Padres trade for Freed? If he was made available, I think they could because AJ's willing to trade anyone. Uh, and, you know, they drafted Freed. It's kind of like the Trey Turner thing. He's like, oh, there was a mistake there by the Padres organization. We need to go get this guy back, right? They wanted Trey Turner back badly, offered him $342 million, right? Didn't come. He went to Philly. But he wanted him back. He tried. And... You bet A.J. Preller would want Max Freed if he was made available, but it's not like Max Freed is on the Oakland A's where they're trying to trade their best players to go get really young guys, right? He's on the Braves, a team that makes the playoffs pretty much every year now. They're one of the best teams in the National League. They're trying to win right now, and a big part of their success is Max Freed on the mound every five days when he's pitching. So I don't see them making him available. I think it would be dumb for the Braves to make him available, especially if they're anywhere near contention. I just think it would be a dumb move. Maybe there's a team out there that has a younger starting pitcher that they'd be willing to deal, uh, you know, another contender out there or another team that thinks, if Reed comes here, he's signing here long-term. We can get that. But the Padres, you know, you're focused on a Darvish extension probably. Uh, he's a free agent at the end of the year. You have a Soto extension to worry about. You have, uh, I mean, there's cheaper options out there on the starting pitching market. You wouldn't have to give up Lusco and Kim, right? At least in a deal, you could just go get someone free agency, which we'll talk about here shortly. So um, I think there's, be it's a better path for the Padres to not acquire Freed, if that makes sense. Because you don't know about the situation with Fernando. And right now, Kim's your second baseman, right? Like, what's going to happen if you trade Kim, right? You're going to, you better go get some first baseman, you know, a couple, some bats. So Crony's at second. Um, and we don't know about Fernando, his health. What if he gets hurt? Then you need more outfielders, right? So I don't know. It just doesn't make sense. I don't think the trade would make sense, but maybe that's just me. Let me know in the comments. Uh, what you think about this potential trade. Again, Freed's not available on the market, but it was thrown out there by Jim Callis, who's a big prospect guru guy for MLB.com, MLB Network. That was thrown out there this morning. LFGSD says, I just really can't see it happen. No way. I agree. Kind of for both sides, right? Fake 619 says, I'm tired of milking the farm system. Well, this is a guy that you do milk the farm system for. I mean, he is one of the best starters in baseball. If you can't extend him, if you do acquire him, then yeah, you milk the farm system for him because there's no one that's going to be better than Max Freed, you would think. 
Lesko probably can be, like some scouts and Jim Callis might say he has the potential to be, but that's still, a, that's potential, right? Potential is not something that is guaranteed to happen. It could happen. We know what Max Freed is. But he's an Atlanta Brave. He's the ace of the Atlanta Braves. They're probably going to try to extend him. I don't see him being traded. Just like I don't see Corbin Burns being traded right now, I think there's better odds of Burns being traded than Freed because the Braves probably think, hey, we can go win it all. Where with the Brewers, let's be realistic, do they think they can win it all? I don't think so. Especially when you traded Josh Hader. You do have a good pitching staff, but do you have the offense? I mean, you did just trade Colton Wong. He's a pretty darn good second baseman, right? You brought in Jesse Winker, who had a down year this past year. I just don't see them being like real World Series threats. So if they're not contending, Burns or Woodruff would probably have a higher chance of being dealt at any point this year than Max Freed, because the Braves are going to be contending. Even if they're not, we saw last year, they were down, what, 10 games in the division, and they came back and won the division? So they're not going to just give up, right? They acquire Sean Murphy. You don't acquire Sean Murphy to go trade your ace, right? I, I'm more on Buster-only side here and thinking that he's not available. That's what I think. All right. Let's move on here uh, to some other things I wanted to touch on. And then obviously at the end, like always, I'll get to the chat. Good way to support the channel is using that Super Chat button. It'll guarantee that I get to your comment, to your question. Uh, getting to Christian Vasquez. So he went to the Minnesota Twins on a three-year deal. Twins fans, they're waiting for Carlos Correa to become a Minnesota Twin, right? I don't know if that's going to happen. It feels like the Giants probably are like, they probably feel the most urgency to go get Carlos Correa, them or like the Cubs, right? Um, but Vasquez to the Twins, the Padres had been pursuing Christian Vasquez, according to Ken Rosenthal. I don't think that that was going to happen. Um, I, I didn't think it was going to happen when those rumors were out there before Vasquez signed with Minnesota. I think the Padres are fine with their catching position. And right now, they need to go prioritize getting starting pitching, getting power bats, first base, left field, guys that can do that. And obviously, they can DH as well. Um, that should be their priority right now, not go getting a catcher. Um, I think they're good with Nola. Like They're confident in Nola commanding a pitching staff, and I think that they're expecting Luis Camposano to bounce back, or not bounce back. They're expecting him to develop in 2023. Uh, so that was one piece of news there. Not a whole lot to talk about there. Uh, Chris Bassett going to the Toronto Blue Jays. There's more to hit on here. Three years, $63 million. I kind of gave my reaction to this on YouTube. Uh, what was it? Yesterday when he signed. $21 million a year. I thought the Padres could definitely afford that. I mean, my takeaway from this was that the Padres, maybe they're not willing to give up more draft picks now. With the qualifying offer attached to Bassett, maybe that made him less appealing to the Padres. And they already, they're already giving up draft picks and a million dollars in international bonus pool money to the Red Sox because they got Bogarts, right? And he had the qualifying offer attached. Um. So maybe they weren't willing to give up four draft picks in total or six draft picks if they go get another qualifying offer guy along with Bassett and Bogarts, right? So maybe they weren't willing to do that. And so my takeaway was, okay, maybe they're not getting Evaldi then. Maybe they're, they're not really interested in Evaldi. But John Heyman comes out today and says that San Diego was a finalist for Chris Bassett. So what that tells me is they're in it for the big fish like you know they're they're hunting for that big pitcher i think they'll they'll be interested in nathan of all these still and guys that have qualifying offers attached uh rodon I, I don't know how interested they're going to be in him because what i've been hearing or not hearing i'm not going to pull that new york sports radio thing i've been hearing this no what i've read on like mlb trade rumors and see reports of is that Rodon is looking for like a seven-year deal, and the Yankees want like a four- or five-year deal with him. I think the Padres, if they would be interested in Rodon, it's probably not for seven years. 
Uh, I know they gave Bogarts 11, but they're probably, they probably don't want to give Rodon seven years or eight years if that's what takes it over the top. They'd probably opt to go for a lower guy on a one-year deal, a two-year deal, and see where that takes them, where the market is next year, and stuff like that. Or they go the trade route. Um, I, so they could go with Evaldi. Um, I think that's probably the most realistic target for the Padres remaining on the starting pitching market. I don't really think Rodon is that realistic. Uh, I think, yeah, he has the qualifying offer attached, but like I've just mentioned, they were in it for Bassett with the qualifying offer. So that's not that big of a, um, what a barrier, not a barrier. That's not that big of a problem for the Padres. Um, but for Avaldi, I mean, how many years would you give him? Three, four years? That's better than giving Rodon, I think, seven, in my opinion. Uh, Cindergaard's out there. There's no qualifying offer to him. Corey Kluber's someone that the Padres might be interested in. I, I'm interested in Michael Walker. Uh, he's, I think he stayed healthy pretty well these last couple years. He's 31. Um, Johnny Cueto's out there. He had a war over three last year. Um, who else is out there that might pique our interest? No one else that I'm seeing on here. I mean, Avaldi, uh, Kluber, Waka, like those are guys that I'm looking at. Cindergard I'd be interested in, but not on this like long-term deal or anything like that. Probably short-term, one, two years. Um, I don't know what his market is, but I'm just trying to throw out some free agent names that are still out there that the Padres could be uh, interested in. While we're talking about these free agents, though, I mean, the Padres could just be looking at the trade market and nobody knows about it, right? That could definitely be a possibility as well. We've seen in the past with A.J. Preller, he acquires Joe Musgrove and New Darvish and Blake Snell. I, you can let me know if I'm wrong. I don't think that we heard a whole lot, you know, with reports and all that about the Padres' interest in those three guys before that move happened. We heard in the past that the Padres were interested in Josh Hader, but right before the deadline, we weren't hearing of like them asking the Brewers about him, right? Pursuing him on the trade market, right? But that move happened. Like, boom. Holy crap, we landed Josh Hader, right? So Preller can be sneaky here and make a move that we're not even thinking about. There's names on the trade market that I could name. I mean, Chris Flexen, Dan, uh, not Dan Plesak. Zach Plesak, uh, some Marlins pitchers, if they're willing to deal them. Jesus Lazardo, I think Eduardo or Edward Cabrera is another name on, uh, in Miami. Um, there's that one Pirates guy. I'm blanking on his name right now. Pirates. It's not going to tell me their roster. Mitch Keller, that's who it is. Um, so those are some names that I would throw out there that are like, uh, they might be willing to part with those guys if the Padres give them what they want. Um, so Preller could be making those types of moves. I mean, <laughs> Matthew, he pulls up Corbin Burns. I appreciate the super chat, but I don't think that's happening. Corbin Burns, Milwaukee, I don't think they're just going to give up at the beginning of the season. They do play in the National League Central of all divisions. Like, that's not a great division, right? What are the Cubs doing? They seem like they're in the middle. That's not a, a place you want to be if you're a franchise. Uh, the Cardinals look really good. But who else in there? Cincinnati? No. Pittsburgh? Heck no. Right? So uh, it seems like Milwaukee and St. Louis, if it's a two-team race like that, I don't think you give up at the start of the year. And the Padres, if Burns is out there, they'd still have to give up a lot. Like, that's a Jackson Merrill that you'd have to give up. That's what it seems like in a trade like that. Um, do they want to do that? I mean, Corbin Burns, he would be the ace of the Padres, probably ahead of Darvish. But do the Padres want to do that? Or do they want to opt for, hey, we got a solid top of the rotation. Let's go get some someone that's going to stay healthy this year. 
and we're confident in pitching in game four of the NLCS and someone that won't get zero outs after the team put up a four spot in the first inning. Right. Uh, Gil, yeah, brings up Anderson Espinoza is back with the club. That's something I was going to hit on. Uh, they signed him to a minor league deal. They also brought back Henry Henry. Yeah, that's a name. Henry Henry. I think he was with San Antonio last, and then he elected free agency. Um, remember when Anderson Espinoza, by the way, he had a 5-4-0 ERA in seven appearances for the Cubs. So good for him. Reached the big leagues. He he went like four years without pitching, I think. I was reading that somewhere today because he had back-to-back -to -back Tommy John surgeries. So a long road for him. Congrats for him uh, being able to reach the big leagues uh, last season. Now he's back with the Padres. Remember who they traded for in that deal to the Cubs before the 2021 trade deadline? Jake Marisnik. How'd that work out? Holy cow. We were all, I, was, I remember I was sitting there on my couch watching MLB Network, you know, waiting for the trade deadline. And it's like a minute left. And we're like, all right, come on, AJ, get starting pitching here. We have like Zach Davies and Chris Paddock. Let's go. And then, or no, we didn't have Paddock at that time, right? Who was it? It, it was Weathers. It was Davies, I think. I remember correctly or is that the 2020 deadline no 2021 i think anyway we got jake marisnik who didn't hit any home runs uh we, we were expecting starting pitching it was like right before the deadline and it's like we traded this guy that we loved so much like the farm system guys they loved him so much for jake marisnik when we already had jake marisnik in center field I was like, what are we doing here? Anyway, that didn't work out. Uh, but I'm glad that Espinosa's back on a minor league deal. We'll see what happens. We'll see if he's in AAA to start the year or in AA. And then with Henry Henry, I have no idea where he will start. Uh, but I was looking at his game logs, his minor league game logs for last season. And he either allowed four earned runs or no earned runs in appearances. So he was up and down, but obviously the no one runs, there's potential there, right? So we'll see what happens uh, with those two guys. Um, Pierce Johnson, he signed with the Colorado Rockies today. One year, $5 million deal. Congrats to Pierce. I, I think he's from Denver or he's at least from Colorado. So he's going back home. He probably liked he probably wanted to do that, and Kevin Acey reported probably like a month ago that it wasn't expected that Pierce Johnson returned to the Padres, and he ended up being correct on that one. Uh, so where does the Padres' bullpen stand right now? I think that's a good question uh, to answer. Without Pierce Johnson, I mean, he was pitching in some high-leverage situations this past year. So right now, you got Josh Hader as the closer. You got Robert Suarez as a setup guy. You got Luis Garcia, probably seventh inning. You have Drew Pomerantz, who eventually could be a seventh inning guy. But he's going to have to earn it, right? You sit out pretty much, what, it was all last season? This guy just hasn't stayed healthy consistently. Sorry, I'm not putting you in the seventh or eighth inning role when you have guys that have stayed healthy and were dominant last year on the roster, right? You have Tim Hill, another lefty there, uh, Stephen Wilson, and then after that, it's guys that are fighting for a roster spot, right? So you have the five guys in the rotation right now, Darvish, Musgrove, Snell, Martinez. They have Morahone there. So I'll put, I'll put Morahone fifth right now. I would probably put Tehran as fifth in the rotation, but for a roster spot, Morahone over Tehran. So that's one, then Hayter two, Suarez three, Garcia four, Pomerantz five, Hill six, Wilson seven, and then it's Chris Matt, Jose Castillo, Sean Poppin, Jose Lopez. He's not fighting for a spot. He has to be on the roster. So how many relievers is that now? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. That's eight relievers. That's pretty much 
what they're going to carry, right? I would think you got your five starters. Hopefully they pick up a starter. You have Mora Hone join those other seven I listed. And then you have Poppin, Castillo, and Chris Matt kind of waiting there in the wings. Or maybe Wilson is in the minor leagues. Or Pomerantz is hurt. You hope not, but you can't guarantee that he's going to stay healthy. And you can only have 13 pitchers, right? 13 pitchers, 13 position players. So that's the group that you're looking at right now. So I think that the Padres' priorities right now are going to be starting pitching, have that, have a starter, uh, get get another a starter that's been pitching in the big leagues, uh, and then I think you're pretty good on the bullpen right now. Could make some moves, but you know, getting that Rule Five guy Jose Lopez, that kind of shut the door, I think, on reliever moves for right now. And then you're focused on getting some more bats. Right? Because your bench right now, what is it? Is it Zokar? David Dahl is your left fielder? No, no, no. Sorry. Tatis is. No, David Dahl is because Tatis is suspended to start the year. So Dahl, and then you put him on the bench when Tatis is here. So Tatis in left, Grishin center, Soto in right. Then your bench, is your two bench outfielders, Dahl, and hopefully it's someone else. Conforto, maybe, someone like that. Maybe Conforto gets a starting job elsewhere, but I'm just throwing a name out there. Maybe Profar, because he can play first. He can play the outfield. Uh, I guess he could DH. You probably don't want him DHing. You'd probably have him in the field over someone else, but he's an option. Will Myers is an option, I think. Can play first. Outfield can DH. Drury's an option. So um, right now, let me count how many position players you got. Nola, Camposano, that's two. Cronenworth, three. Kim. Four, Manny five, Bogart six, Tati seven, Soto eight, Grisham nine. Azokar they have in there, but I'll just put Dahl for ten. And then so that leaves three spots. That leaves three spots. Two if you want to put Azokar, but I think three. I think you want, you need a DH, right? I hope it's Brantley. Someone like that, I'd be open to JD Martinez. Maybe we're looking too big. Maybe Nelson Cruz. Um, and then a guy that can play first in DH, a guy that can play left or right in DH. I think that's what you're looking at right now. You could say infield, but they have guys, especially if they bring back Myers or Profar, like that adds another infielder on there, right? That adds um, to the infield group. You have Crony, you have Kim, you have Tatis that can play infield. I know he'd be a primary outfield, but um, Crony, Kim, Tatis, Bogarts, Manny, Profar, Myers, if you bring them back, like I think you're pretty good there. Nola can play first if you need him to. Um, so that's kind of where it stands. You bring back Drury or something over Myers. Um, there's a lot of ways to have this roster be built. And so if anyone's mad about, oh, they don't have a starting pitcher yet. Oh, these guys are flying off the board. They have a plan. They were finalists for Bassett, so they're willing to play in that bigger, upper-tier starting pitchers that are remaining. So that's good. Um, and they're obviously going to pick up bats to figure the rest of the bench out. But there's, there's definitely some bench spots remaining. That's for sure. Um. I'll get to Ross Stripling. I have brief thoughts on that. Ross Stripling to the Giants. But first, this episode is sponsored by Gaglione Bros Famous Cheese Steaks and Garlic Fries. Their main location is on Friars Road, and you can visit gaglionebros.com for their menu and contact information. You can also enjoy their cheese steaks and fries at Petco Park and inside Snapdragon Stadium. All right, so Ross Stripling to the Giants, that was today, I believe, two years, $25 million. It's the same deal that Shaw Manaya signed going to the Giants. Have I talked about Manaya? Did I talk about him on a previous show? I might have. Anyway, two years, $25 mil for Manaya. Good for him. He wasn't going to get that here with the Padres. Don't trust him in the postseason. Maybe he's like their four or five starter in San Francisco. Good luck to him, as long as it's not against the Padres, and then if it's against the Padres, hopefully it's batting practice, like we saw sometimes, like in that fifth inning in the NLCS Game 4. Um, 
But no, I mean, he, he seemed like a really good clubhouse guy, good teammate, all that. So good luck to him. Stripling, same deal as Manaya, two years, 25 mil, opt out after 2023. I would have liked this for the Padres. Um, maybe that's that was a little higher than they wanted for Stripling, but this is like a second Nick Martinez, is it not? A guy that can start, a guy that can be out of the bullpen. At least that's what his role was for the Toronto Blue Jays this past season. Uh, and so I would have liked him. But maybe they're looking for more of like a a real starting pitcher, a guy that is maybe a lesser salary, um, or maybe they're looking at the trade market. Or maybe he just wanted to go to San Francisco and the Padres didn't want to give him the opt-out. We don't know if they gave Senga the opt-out, but I, I can kind of compare those two. Let's say the Padres didn't offer Senga an opt-out after three years, and the, the Mets did, obviously. He went there. Maybe they didn't want to offer Stripling the opt-out, and we're like, hey, dude, we have Snell maybe leaving Darvish if we don't work out an extension. He's going to get paid. That's two guys there. Martinez, he has an opt-out. I know we have the club option, but what if we don't want to use that? Now that's three guys out of this rotation, three out of four that are gone, that could be gone at the end of the season. Like, we need you here. We can't give you this opt-out. And he's like, all right, well, I'll just go to San Francisco then. And I'll opt-out if I have a great year. And you can try for me then. I don't know. But, um, you know, good for Stripling, good for Manaya, getting those deals. Starting pitchers, they're getting paid. I mean, I, I was not surprised that a team gave Manaya $12.5 million a year based on what Clev got. I mean, he got $8 million guaranteed, $12 million possibly in total on that one-year deal with the White Sox. Like, starting pitchers are getting paid. So if you want one, you're going to have to pay. The Padres, they're, that doesn't exclude them, right? You're going to have to pay if you're the Padres, if you want a starting pitcher, if you want a Valdi, definitely if you want Carlos Rodon, you're going to have to pay. Uh, is there anything else I wanted to get to here? Oh, uh, Nick Martinez. He is going to pitch in the World Baseball Classic for Team USA. Congratulations to him. If you guys did not see it on the YouTube channel, I interviewed Mark DeRosa, who's the manager of Team USA. I talked to him this past week at the winter meetings in San Diego. And I asked him about if you had, if he had any interest in Padres and he mentioned Martinez, he mentioned Musgrove, he mentioned Snell. So Martinez, there you go on team USA, the world baseball classic Twitter account said that he's a reliever. I think he and Daniel Bard announced that they were joining the team today, which is interesting because he's going to be a starter, at least to start the year for the Padres. So maybe Bob Melvin was like, hey, you can't start this guy. You're not pitching this guy six innings, D-Row. Uh, we need this guy for the season. He was a reliever this past year. You're allowed to use him one inning at a time, but that's it. We need This guy is very important to our roster. That's all I'm going to give you. You know, Martinez wants to play for Team USA. We'll give him to you, but that's it. And teams are allowed to do that. And D-Row kind of has to say okay because he he's he said this on MLB Network before about his goals for Team USA he obviously wants to win but he wants to keep these guys healthy as well and so to keep these guys healthy you got to follow the plans that their teams put in place uh for Team USA and so I'm looking forward to the World Baseball Classic I believe it starts in March it also could be that Martinez gets built up during the WBC. Um, you would think that he wants to be ready for it. Like he's a competitor. He wants to win for his country. He used to part, or he did participate in the Olympics uh, for USA the last time around in the Summer Olympics. Um, I think it was in it was in Japan, right? If it wasn't, my bad. But uh, you know he has the competitive juices flowing, so he's probably going to be ready before then. I know he's already started throwing. Uh, Darvish has already started throwing as well. He's going to be playing for Team Japan. So as long as these guys come back healthy, I'm fine with it. Uh, I'm obviously going to look at, I'm going to be watching them closely. I'm going to be crossing my fingers and saying, please stay healthy. We don't need an arm injury in the WBC. That would really, really suck uh, because Darvish and Martinez are very valuable to this team. They're expected to have huge roles for the Padres in 2023. So I'm like, okay, I love that you're doing this for your country. I can't fault you for doing that, especially Martinez. Like he knows 
um, how great it is to support, or not support, but play for his country and represent his country. So I can't fault him for doing this. Like this is probably a, a once or a twice in a lifetime thing. Like these World Baseball Classics don't happen every year. Um, and who knows what shape he's going to be in, you know, four years from now, three years from now, however frequent this World Baseball Classic is. So I, I definitely don't um, fault either of them or any Padres who participate in doing it. Just please, please, please come back healthy. I think Soto's playing, right, for Dominican. Manny's playing. So there's going to be a lot of Padres. Um, there's going to be more Padres in the DR on the DR team than the uh, USA team. I mean, I'm still going to root for USA, but if Manny hits a bomb, I'm not going to be like, oh, F you, Manny, right? So we'll see. It's going to be a fun World Baseball Classic. I think the closest one, it was at Petco Park last time, but it's been like five years. 2017, I think, was that last year that it was going on or that it ran. Uh, the closest one, the closest venue is Phoenix, Chase Field. I think that's uh, mid-March, I believe, is when they first play. I think uh, Great Britain, England is in their pool. Uh, so we'll see how that shakes out. But Nick Martinez, Team USA, Good for him. Definitely be rooting for him for the one or two innings at a time that he's on the mound. Hopefully that's all it is. All right, let's get to this chat. If anyone has any questions, any comments, now's the time to drop them in there. I do see some super chats. Don't worry, I will definitely get to you. Uh, Gil says, Mike Zunino was a free agent. We should have signed him. He's now in Cleveland. Zunino is unknown and underrated because he played for Tampa. I don't know if he's underrated. I, I just don't think that he's viewed as like the best catcher in baseball, obviously, or like a top three catcher in baseball. Didn't he hit like 20 plus home runs in 2021 with the Rays? So I don't think he's, maybe he's underrated a little bit, but there's also teams that had catchers and they were, what did Zanino get? Like eight, eight and a half million or something. There are teams out there that are probably like, we have a catcher. We don't want to give you that much, and I don't fault the Guardians for wanting an upgrade because guess who they had as their starting catcher? Austin Hedges, who uh, anyone can hit better than that guy, right? I mean, we know her, we know firsthand. Let me see. I'm trying to look up what his contract was. I don't know if the Padres were even interested in him. I mean, they're fine with Nola and Campy, I think. Vasquez is better than Zanino. It's, I don't see it. I think it's like a one-year deal anyway. Whatever. Cobra says Cueto Avaldi would be nice. Yeah, I, I like both of those guys. Cueto would be cheaper. Uh, Avaldi's probably a three- or four-year deal, I would think. I don't know if I want to commit to him for four years with Cueto. I mean, one year. Yeah, definitely. I'd be interested in that. Chicago did something with him, or he found something with Chicago. He pitched a lot better um, than I thought he was going to in 2022. Let me look at his numbers here. Again, he had a war. I said this earlier. Yeah, I know war is not everything, but. He had one, a three-and-a-half baseball reference war. He had over 150 innings, 24 starts. I'd take that for a five-starter, four-starter. I'd take that. Yeah, Gil, yeah. SDR Ruiz, he says, is now in Oakland A. Yeah, that, that was kind of a weird three-team trade. I mean, the A's did get, like, the Braves' like top pitching prospect. I think his name's Kyle Muller in that three-team Sean Murphy trade. But... A lot of people are like, what are the A's doing? They gave up the best player in the deal, and they didn't even get like the second best player in the deal because the second best player is probably who? William Contreras, Wilson's brother, who went to Milwaukee. They got back. Oakland got Manny Pena, who's just, you know, a guy who's probably going to catch alongside Shea Langliers. Um, I mean, SDR, according to, I think, was it Ken Rosenthal who said that? He... He was mentioning how the A's love him, you know, getting on base and the speed and playing center. But they have Christian Pache there as well. So I'm interested to see how that plays out. Uh, but, hey, 
Good luck to Estieri Ruiz. I mean, we got Jace. We got who's Jace? We got Josh Hader in that deal. So uh, that's working out for the Padres, and hopefully that works out great for the Padres this coming season before he probably leaves in free agency. Uh, I don't see them bringing him back. They went and signed Suarez because they weren't going to pay Hader, you know, more than Edwin Diaz because that's probably what he's going to get from some team if he can stay healthy this year. Matthew, thank you for the, or did I already, I think I already put this one up. Corbin Burns, my boy, is what Matthew says. Again, I don't think that trade's happening, but I guess we can keep dreaming. I think this is the one that I meant to pull up. Matthew says, Hog mentioned Brandon, uh, Brandon Woodruff last night. He's legit too. Yeah, both the, Burns and Woodruff, they're both legit guys. I'd love them to be on, in the Padres rotation, but they are under contract. Let me see how many years. I think Corbin Burns is two years. Two years of control. They probably, I don't know about Woodruff. Maybe Woodruff wouldn't cost Merrill, but Corbin Burns would. Two more years of control, age 28 and 29 seasons. I mean, this is his prime. He is one of the best pitchers in baseball. And the Brewers definitely would have their right to ask for a ton in a potential trade package. You look at Brandon Woodruff, age 30 and 31, in his prime. That would be how, how many years they have control of him. 2023, 2024, two years of control. Probably a smaller package than Burns, but I don't know how much smaller. I mean, Woodruff is an all-star. So yeah, I'd love both of them, but that would cost a lot. And I think the Brewers would probably want Major League pieces back. I think the Padres really like what their Major League team looks like right now. They obviously have to add to it. That's starting pitcher. But um, I don't know how many guys the Padres want to trade from their current Major League roster. I know Grisham's going to be brought up, right? But the Brewers did trade him to the Padres. They didn't like him that much. And he's coming off a terrible year. Oh boy, here we go. Pedro asks, I mean, I appreciate the question. He asks, should we or should we think about signing Hedges for a backup? Do we not understand we already have two catchers on this roster? Do we understand Hedges can't hit? Yeah, he's good defensively. Nola's okay defensively. I know he doesn't have a great arm. Uh, I think Camposano's going to develop defensively. I guess there's some people in the fan base that like Austin Hedges. I'm not one of them. Uh, no, I will pass on that. It's not like they don't have a backup and they're looking for a cheap backup catcher. They have Nola and Camposano. That's a pretty good combo right now. It's not like the best. It's not Travis Darno and Sean Murphy like the Braves, but it's not terrible. Yep, Cameron, I did see this. It says Profar is in the DR with Tatis. I posted a video from Profar's Instagram on the Twitter today. Um, yeah. Profar was hanging with not just Tatis, but Franmil as well. Obviously, in my mentions, I got, let's bring Franmil in for DH or something to that effect. Uh, minor league deal, I'd be open to that. DH, no. You can go get someone better. There, there are players, better hitters that want to play for the Padres and would love to be the DH for the Padres. Uh, but Tatis, he still has his cast on or his brace, whatever it is, uh, on his left arm. Or is it left arm? Yeah, it's his left arm, right? He still has that on. Uh, yeah, and he's chilling with Profar. Profar was training in Florida, according to his videos. They're pretty sick videos, by the way, on his Instagram of him, like his offseason and what he's doing. Uh, but yeah, I did see that today earlier today oh yeah this is something i forgot to bring up because i did a video on it yesterday uh tatis is not getting traded to the new york yankees all right thank you cobra for bringing this up in the chat no he's not being traded to the new york yankees that's just a clown in new york on 98.7 espn uh rick dph i think is his name they get blown out in the ratings by Boomer and Geo on WFAN in the mornings. And so he's just bringing something up, trying to create uh, some interest or bring like a bigger audience to his show, I guess. And I guess he did that, but 
it wasn't for a good reason. Uh, he looked like an idiot or sounds like an idiot saying that. Like he named off, go, go watch my video. It's a good explanation. It's you can hear the audio and I react to the audio as it's going. So go, I encourage you to go watch that video. It's up uh, on this YouTube channel, but he, he, he pretty much brought up all the reasons why the Padres would not want to trade Tatis. And he was saying the Yankees trading for Tatis isn't a crazy, it's not a crazy idea. Like, come on, dude. It's just stupid. Tatis has a no trade clause as well. He's not getting traded there. Don't, yeah. I got a lot of messages about that. Like, what do you know? What do I know? It's, I know it's not a real rumor. Like, someone just brought that up just to create some conversation. It's not a real rumor. It's not like, like Jim Callis. Like, I don't think that this Max Freed thing is like that much of a real rumor. I don't think he's being made available by the Braves, but he's more credible than this New York sports radio talking head dude, right? He said, I heard Tatis, the Yankees, something to that effect. It's like, guess what? I could hear something from my brother or my mom or my aunt or my uncle and come on here and say, oh, I heard Padres are going to trade for Otani. That means nothing. Right? Like, consider the source. Consider the source. Again, I, I recommend you just go check out the video. I forget how long it is, like four or five minutes probably. And that that explains that whole Tatis Yankees thing that was out there yesterday. HH4 says Justin Turner would be nice. Yeah, I mean, I, I guess I'd be fine with it, but I wouldn't be like, holy crap, we got Justin Turner. Like, he's a Dodger. Do I want a Dodger coming to the Padres? When you have Michael Brantley and Nelson Cruz out there. You have Trey Mancini. He's another guy I really like. I'd be interested in. Can play first. Can play the outfield a little bit. Can DH. Like, There's more appealing options to me than bringing in the Dodgers captain, according to Magic Johnson. That's what Magic Johnson calls him. Pedro asks, what if Tatis is out longer, kind of like last year? Well, so are you saying like if he gets hurt, like there's a setback with his wrist and he doesn't come back April 20th? I think that's like in Mexico. Well, then the Padres better have signed a an outfielder, whether that's Profar or if they want to stick Myers out there or Conforto or whoever. David Peralta, I'm just throwing out names. Then they better have signed someone because you need someone to play left field. You need someone to play right field. Soto in the other corner, right? Um, and I don't think David Dahl will be the starting left fielder or right fielder. I think they will get someone better than that who can DH, can be the fourth outfielder. Um, so I, I think that's what would happen is they have someone better than David Dahl playing left or right field for longer than they anticipated. I don't know if that's the end of the world. I mean, you still have Bogarts and Manny and Soto in the lineup and Cronenworth, right? Cronenworth's going to be like the most underrated player in baseball this year because you're, everyone's going to be talking about the big power four. And meanwhile, you, meanwhile, you have this back-to-back all-star hitting like fifth or sixth, maybe sixth in the lineup, depending on what DH they get, right? So I, I'd expect a big year out of Crony. Maybe that's just me being, you know, a huge Cronenworth fan, and he's my favorite player. But I'd expect a big year out of him, getting some pitches to hit, getting some runners on base in front of him. Gill says Jay Groom, Ryan Weathers, Aaron Leisher are in club options for a lefty, long relief, starting pitching. If Niebla could just fix Weathers. Uh, staff likes staff likes Groom. Leisher was the best starter in AAA. Yeah, I think Groom and Weathers, those are options. I don't know a ton about Aaron Leisher, to be honest. But I think those are options to be like depth pitchers, sixth guy, uh, make spot starts. And you say, Gil, if Niebla could just fix Weathers, I mean, it's not that easy. I'm sure he worked with Weathers this past year. And I'm sure he's going to continue working with Weathers. But the guy sucked last year. I mean, let's just be honest. So I'm not 
going to sit here and rely on him to be like the fifth starter. And they do have Julio Tehran out there as well that uh, could make the roster and be a long relief guy if they go get another starting pitcher, which I expect they will. And maybe he's a long relief guy. Um, I hope that Morahone would fill that role, but maybe that's just me. All right, continuing to go through the chat here. Thank you guys so much for tuning in here. December 13th, 2022, just some Padres off-season talk. It would help if I checked my Twitter to see if any moves have been made. Ken Rosenthal says the Mets are showing interest in Carlos Correa. That's interesting. That's kind of like a Padres thing. Like, who cares what position? Already have Lindor at that short. Maybe put Correa at third. Who's our third baseman right now? I think it's a prospect. One of their big prospects. I know they had a big, uh, Beatty. I think Beatty's is their third baseman. But pretty, uh, Guillaume said Guillaume, Eduardo Escobar, Brady's on there. Or not Brady, Beatty's on there. Um, so just pretty much just finding a position for him. I don't think they get Carlos Correa, but that's interesting. Maybe they're just hopping in there at the last minute. Although we haven't heard that like a deal is close for Correa, but the Mets being in on uh, Correa is interesting. Also, considering JD Dave or not J.D. Davis, J.D. Martinez and Michael Conforto, which I think would be a pretty good Padres fit. Another lefty lefty bat, can be a D.H. a little bit, can play the outfield while Tatis is out. Uh, I think the shoulder's healthy. That's At least that's what I've read. Alexander, uh, sorry, joined late. How likely is the freed chatter? What are the Braves looking for? Middle infielders. I would think they're going to look for a shortstop like Hassan Kim. I wouldn't give up Cronenworth, but it is Max Freed. So, um, I mean, they don't have a first baseman right now, though, you know? So, I wouldn't give up Crony. He can play first, can play second, can play short. Probably play any position you ask him to. Super valuable to the team. So, Kim. Probably Dylan Lesko, the Padres' top pitching prospect, and more, because it's Max Freed. Uh, but how likely is it? It's not likely at all. Um, Buster only shot it down. I don't know if you want to believe him. But Jim Callis brought it up on Hot Stove this morning on MLB Network, and he's at least more credible than that New York sports radio host guy that was saying, I heard Tatis Yankees. Shane, uh, with the question here, do we have anyone in our farm system that might be good for outfield or possibly to try out at pitching? Uh, I think they're pretty good on pitching in terms of like minor league guys. There's some relievers, you know, Ray Kerr, Kevin Copps. I had Kevin Copps on the show a while back. Um, yeah, Henry Henry's a pitcher, Anderson Espinoza. I, I don't think he's like, you know, right there close to the, to uh, the big leagues, but he is out there uh, in the minor leagues. In terms of outfield, there's Taylor Colway, Brandon Dixon, Azokar. Not everyone, not all those guys are in the farm system. Some guys were like on the roster this past year, but those are the farm system guys. And then David Dahl was signed to a minor league deal. So that's how I would answer that question. The Padres. They're trying to go get major league guys to fill the outfield hole, um, at least another outfielder bat, um, first base bat, DH bat. Like they're, they're, They don't want minor leaguers to be filling that. At least that's what I would assume. Yeah, I agree, Louis. Yep, I agree. The rumor of Tatis going to New York got to stop. I don't even know why it's considered a rumor. It's just someone throwing something against the wall. Well, let's see if people uh, bring attention to our show because we're getting smashed in the ratings by Boomer and Geo on WFAN. So I heard Tatis Yankees. Yankees looking to do something big. 
It's not a real rumor. Ken Rosenthal isn't talking about this. John Heyman's not talking about this. Joel Sherman. None of the real like New York baseball reporters are mentioning this. No Padres people are mentioning this. No one's talked about touch. No one has reported that the Padres are interested in trading Fernando. So yeah, it, it, I don't even consider it a rumor. It's just it was just something that was dumb that was circulating on social media yesterday. That's that's all it was. And yeah, yep. Another point here. Not me solo says. Tatis has a no-trade clause, yeah. Would he want to go to New York, a team that is not even as good as the Padres are right now? And I know he'd be there for the next decade plus, uh, but he'd have to cut his hair, be, you know, in New York. Would you rather live in San Diego or New York? Probably San Diego. You have an owner that's all in on trying to win. I'm not saying the Yankees, like, aren't trying to win, and they made it to the ALCS this past year, but... They haven't done anything to get better, right? Both teams made it to the NLCS. The Padres get Tatis back. They brought in Bogarts. They're going to make another starting pitching addition, improve their rotation. They're going to improve. They've already improved their lineup. The Yankees, all they did, sure, they brought back Judge, but that's their big move. They already had him, and he hit 62 bombs this past year. He's not going to do that again, right? Probably not going to win MVP this next year. I wouldn't think. There's, There's not really... Many back-to-back MVPs, right? So the Padres have improved. The Yankees haven't. Both teams made it to the LCS in their respective leagues. Uh, so for next for this coming season, Tatis would rather be a Padre. And I think I don't think he wants his last act as a Padre to be sitting in the dugout apologizing and saying, I let the fan base down, my teammates down. I'm really sorry. It was a stupid move. Like he wants to come back on the Padres and help them win a World Series. You think he was happy sitting there on his couch in his apartment or wherever he was watching the Padres celebrate in the clubhouse after beating the Dodgers and beating the Mets, going in the NLCS, going to the NLCS, right? No, he was probably pissed off and says, I want to go prove to people, the doubters, that I can go help this team and I can put this team over the top. This team, the Padres, not the Yankees, the Padres. So I probably just went on a big rant there that I, I just went on. Um, that would be my thought process if I was Tatis. Like, I'd want to be with the Padres and, you know, redeem myself, right? And he has a no-trade clause. He'd have to accept the trade to the Yankees. There's been nothing that has said, oh, Tatis wants out, or the Padres are looking at trading Tatis. Like, why would you trade a top-10 player in baseball when he's is at his best, probably a top five player in baseball. Why would you do that when you're trying to win right now? You're trying to win this year. You're trying to win in 2024 when Soto is guaranteed to be a Padre, right? You acquire Hayter and you have Suarez and Martinez and Garcia and Pomerantz hopefully healthy and Darvish and Musgrove and Snell and Manny and Soto and Bogarts and Cronoworth and just down the line, right? You don't have all those pieces and say, let's trade Tatis. Let's trade our leadoff hitter when he comes back and is healthy, right? You just don't do that. It doesn't make sense. So it's not happening. Don't go, you know, don't go losing sleep about, oh, maybe Tatis is going to get traded. He's not going to. Uh, not me solo question here. Same lineup as last year, but Tatis comes back. No, because Bogarts is on the team. Did you miss that? Um, no, Bogarts is the shortstop. He's probably going to be hitting third or fourth. Tatis, Soto, Bogarts, Manny. Pete Abraham, he's a Red Sox reporter. He was on Ben and Woods the other day. And he said that Bo- he's been seeing mock lineups and Bogarts hitting fourth. And he was like, Bogarts didn't do that with the Red Sox. He hits second or third. Maybe he hits fourth because they want Manny to be up in the first inning. Uh, but I'd be fine with either combo, to be honest. Tatis, Soto, Manny, Bogarts. Tatis, Soto, Bogarts, Manny. We'll see. After that, probably Cronenworth, or the DH, hopefully, and Cronenworth. And then you got Nola Kim Grisham. Uh, Not Me Solo says, do we beat Philly? 
Uh, Philly, I mean, they, they've they've probably... Are they the winners of the offseason so far? I mean, they upgraded at shortstop, Trey Turner. They bring they, or they slide Stott over to second. And then they brought in Taiwan Walker to add to that rotation. You already have Suarez and Nolan Wheeler. The bullpen, I don't know about that, but um, if Bryce is healthy, I mean, that's a really good lineup, one of the best lineups in baseball. I think the Padres would be able to beat the Phillies. Um, it should have gotten to at least a game six last year, and that was the Padres without Tatis and without Bogarts, right? Um, I think they can beat Philly. They, they arguably could have last year. And some managerial decisions bit them in the butt. And some just players didn't play good enough. Some guys didn't pitch good enough. That's what it was. And those two guys are gone. Clevenger and Mania. Uh, someone asked, don't know if you have addressed the possibility of Tatis maybe playing first base. It would be less wear and tear on his body. Oh, boy. This is another one that's not going to happen. Nobody has at least from what I've read, no one's discussed Tatis, maybe he can play first base, you know, less wear and tear. No, it's shortstop or it's the outfield. That's what it is. Or, you know, DH as well, if you want to include that. You're not going to put Tatis after surgeries and stuff and just put more stress on him, putting him at a position he's never played before. Why would you do that? You wouldn't. When you have Cronworth who can play first base, and you're expected to add someone that has played first base, and first base is their primary position in the big leagues. Why would you waste Tatis at first? Some would say you're not wasting him. He has athleticism there, ban of the shift, blah, blah, blah. But I want, I want Tatis to be in the lineup every day. I want him to be playing defensive positions that he is comfortable with. That's what I want. So no, the Tatis at first, that's not a maybe. That's a no. That's not happening. Uh, Roan says, Tatis, Soto, Manny, Bogey, what other lineup is comparable to that top four? Well, I think it's probably the best top four in baseball, uh, but you can compare that top four to others. I mean, the Phillies, if Bryce is healthy, who? what is their top four? Turner, Schwarber, Harper, Realmuto, that's pretty good. What about the Braves? Not in any order, but like Acuna, Albies. Olsen and Riley, that's pretty good. Sean Murphy, maybe he's like, maybe he's first or second, or maybe he's down more in the order. Who knows what the Dodgers are going to be? I would put the Padres top four better than the Dodgers. Um, maybe if they brought in Correa, maybe I'd think about it, because who, who would it be then? It would be Mookie, Correa, Freeman, and like Muncie. Maybe I'm forgetting someone. But I, I would still put Tati Soto, Manny Bogey as the top four over the Dodgers. Um, the Astros, Altuve, Bregman, Jordan, Abreu, that's pretty good. I'm biased, so I'd probably still put the Padres, but that's not me looking at the stats, right? So those, those are just ones that stand out to me. You know, other top four lineups, there's probably others. Um, we'll see what other moves are made. In this offseason, it would be probably it's probably better to revisit that question, Roan, uh, at the end of the offseason to see what other moves are made. But I would put our top four up against anyone, that's for sure. Thank you, Louie, for the super chat. He um he says, I just felt that we ran into a hot Phillies team. Well, the Phillies ran into a hot Padres team as well. I think the Padres were probably a better team than the Phillies. I would agree on that. I was confident in the Padres starting pitching going into that series. I was confident in the bullpen. Suarez gave up a home run to Harper. Harper was the hottest guy on the planet. You know, in that series. He was the hottest hitter on the planet. So, I was fine with Suarez facing him. He gave up the home run there. That was not the only reason why they lost the series, right? Uh, but yeah, that's a good point. Phillies were a hot team, but that's what it is, right? I mean, you're seeing this increased spending and all that because... Teams realize, hey, look at the Padres, look at the Phillies this past year. Get into the postseason and then get hot. That's what it's about. Look at the Dodgers, 111 wins this past year. What did that get them? Nothing. It got Dave Roberts panicking because he's in San Diego when the Padres beat him 
and he said he tells his wife, "Let's go to London or Italy, wherever the heck he went, because we need to get out of San Diego." That's what it got the Dodgers. You know, so you got to be hot, right? Astros were hot. They were the best team, though. I think um, anyone that gets deep, they are a hot team because they're winning, right? All right, I think that's going to do it here. Talking Friars episode 302. We covered a lot of topics here. I love talking Padres baseball and Major League Baseball in general with you guys. Thank you so much for tuning in here. Podcast platforms, live or on replay on YouTube. If you're on YouTube, I don't like pounding this into your head, but I encourage you to subscribe. Turn on the notifications so you don't miss when I am going live so we can continue having these great conversations. Um, and I will see you next time. Go Padres. Have a good night, everyone. See ya.